Bibles to John chapter number one this morning, and we'll just take a few moments this morning. I wanted to share with you something about uh, this time of year from the Word of God. You know, Christmas means a lot of things to a lot of people, and certainly one of the aspects of Christmas is presence. And if you want to have a good time as a parent, you know, a lot of times children are not very appreciative when you put all that time and effort into presents and put them under the tree. Maybe try something this year. Like uh, I read about these parents that did this, they wrapped some uh, presents, and one of those presents, when their children opened it up, it was a pack wrapped with batteries. When they opened it up, there was a note attached to the batteries that said, toys not included. <laughs> if you want to have a good time with your children, you could try that. But uh, I hope you realize that Christmas is not about the presence, it's about His presence. And if you have your Bible this morning and you have it open to John chapter number 1, We've heard the choir and some of those interesting-looking individuals on that newscast this morning that have been talking about this story of the birth of God's Son, Jesus. And news is something that all of us sometimes like to hear and sometimes we don't want to hear. There's good news and there's bad news. Recently, I was in the doctor's office, and he came in, and he looked at me, and he said, well, I've got some good news and some bad news. Which would you like first? And I don't know what kind of person you are. I just looked at him and said, doc, just give me the news. Many times, I don't turn on the television because you watch the news, and there's not much good on the news. But can I give you some good news this morning? Look what the Bible says in John chapter number 1, just a few verses beginning in verse number 10. The Bible says, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. I think about this passage and I think about, certainly you see many aspects here in this story, but I think first of all you see that there was some bad news. The bad news is, is that they rejected, or excuse me, they ignored Christ. Look again in verse number 10. The Bible says he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. You think about what the Bible is saying here. The fact was everything begins with that he was in the world. Christ was in the world. This was not some brief visit that Jesus made to this world. Matter of fact, he lived on this earth for about 33 years. He was born of a virgin. The Bible tells us he was flesh and blood like you and I are, yet he was the son of God. He went through all of the various stages of childhood, just like your children, just like you went through. He was born a baby. He 
went through infancy, he was a toddler, a young child, he went through teen years and even as a young adult. But can I tell you that Jesus was not some robot, he was not a, a, an angel, he was not an alien from some distant galaxy, he was one of us. He walked among us, the Bible tells us, and yet the majority of people on this earth even from the time that he was born, like you saw the reporter, many have never recognized who Jesus really was. There were times, even in the early days, in the birth of Christ, that people hated him without just cause. Herod hated him. The scribes hated him. There were many in that day that wanted nothing to do with him. Even the Christmas story tells us there was no room for him in the end. Only those shepherds and wise men, the poor and maybe some foreign people from a distant land were the ones that welcomed God's son to this earth. And it's the same today. When you think about Christmas, Christmas or the spirit and meaning of Christmas has almost disappeared. We used to say, Merry Christmas. But now we say happy holidays because we're afraid we're going to offend someone. But when you think about this time of year, the bad news is nothing has changed. According to the Bible, he came to the world that he created. And what did the world do? They ignored him. But see, there's more bad news because not only did they ignore him, but notice that also that they rejected Christ. Look at verse number 11. He came to his own, and his own received him not. Jesus came to his own. He came to a place that was his own. He created everything that is in this world. This was his creation, and he came to it. He came to this creation, and he came to his own people, the nation of Israel. And the Bible says that they received him not. Maybe you've heard the phrase before, home is where when you go there, they have to take you in. See, Jesus came home. He came home to his people. And they, they wouldn't take him in. They wanted nothing to do with Jesus. You know, God had told them over and over again, in the Bible that he was going to come, that he would send his son, they had been warned many times. You find throughout the pages of the Word of God that Moses, David, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Micah, Zechariah, and, all, and Malachi, all of these in the Bible, all told the world that he is coming. As a matter of fact, the theme of the entire Old Testament is that God would send his son into this world, a Messiah to this earth, to deliver his people from their sins. When Jesus finally got here, they didn't believe it. When he arrived on the scene, they decided that they would put him to death. That rejection that was back in the days of Christ is still something that is very prevalent in this world today. You see, the bad news is that he was ignored. And the bad news is that he was rejected. And it seems like it's all bad news, but can I give you some good news this morning? 
Look what the Bible says in verse number 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Yeah, it's true that some people ignored him and that some rejected him. But there were some that recognized him, that welcomed him as Lord and Savior. Verse number 12 that we just looked at here, it's a tremendous verse in the Bible because here's why. It tells us how we can be saved. Remember, Jesus came to save his people from their sins. And the Bible tells us how we can be saved. Matter of fact, look at three key words in verse number 12. The first word there is the word received. To receive Christ is to welcome him in as an honored guest. To welcome him into your life, to make your heart his home. But notice the second word, not only received, but the Bible uses the word believe. Now this is a word that is more than just signing a card in a church. It's more than just praying a prayer. This word is the act of believing that Jesus is the Son of God that came from heaven to this earth and that you would be trusting in Him alone as a way that you could have a home in heaven someday. Now here's the third word I want you to look at. it. Look at verse number 12, the word power. Because look at the verse again. The Bible says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power. This is a great word. Here's what it means. It's, it's the word power carrying the idea of the right, the privilege. What can God give to us? What is the right? What is the gift, the privilege that God can give to us? Here it is. That we, you and I, can become children of God. You see, the only way that we can become a child of God is that He would become our Heavenly Father. That we would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That by faith we would receive God's gift of eternal life. One of the men asked me as I was walking in here this morning and he saw me carrying this nice little package. He said, oh, I thought that was for me. And I said, no, actually, I said, this gift is for you and it's for everyone. You see, God's gift of his own dear son is for you this morning. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so I want you to look at verse number 13 and we'll be done this morning. But you see, verse number 12 tells us how we can be saved. But how do we become a child of God? Look at verse 13. The Bible says, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now, I want you to see those phrases because the Bible tells us that we cannot become one of God's children by natural descent. In other words, not of blood. The Bible tells us here that it's not your family background in other words, what home you were raised in that would mean that you could have a home in heaven, it's not of blood nor of the will of the flesh. It's not by some human decision because you cannot and I cannot save ourselves. 
It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, not of blood, nor of the will of, of the flesh, and then it says, nor of the will of man. You see, there's no one big enough to swing open the gates of heaven so that you or I could enter in. But I want you to see that last phrase, how can we become one of God's children? The Bible says in verse number 13, but of God. We have to be born from above. It has to be something that is God doing the work, folks. We see here that it is salvation of the Lord, and Jesus is the Savior of the world. You see, your part, what is our part? To be born, to live in this life. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. See, we live a hopeless life, but God sent hope in the form of His own dear Son. And when God sent His Son, God's part is to save us because salvation is the work of God. It's the act of God. See, the world ignored Him. His own people rejected Him. The question this morning is, what will you do with Jesus? What will you do with Jesus? Will you open your heart to Him? Will you receive Him as your Savior? You know, if Jesus would have come to this earth, folks, that would not have been enough. The truth is that as long as Christ remains outside of your life, His coming was a waste. But He came that you can have eternal life. Will you invite Christ into your heart today? Will you receive Him? Because here's what you need to do. And many have done this already. I personally, 33 years ago, opened my heart on January 22nd, 1984, and I first of all admitted, Lord, I need you. I'm a sinner. I don't want to spend eternity without you. And I admitted my need of him, and then I believed that he was the Son of God, that he died for my sins. And then I received him as my Lord and Savior. Somebody said that Christmas is not as much about opening our presence as it is about opening our hearts. I heard a story years ago, a true story about a man. At that time, he was a young man. His name was Wallace Perling. And it, Wallace, being a young boy, he was very zealous about things. And his church, like our church this morning, had a Christmas program. And Wallace wanted to be in it. Boy, he wanted to be in it so bad. And so they decided that they would give him a part. And Wallace had one line in that program. Boy, he was so excited. I mean, he was, he was so excited. He asked me, he says, now, what part am I going to play? And they said, your part is you're going to be the innkeeper. You're going to be the innkeeper in this story. And, and his job was that, that he, when he would hear a knock at the door course that'd be Joseph knocking on the door that his part was that he would say no be gone that was his whole that was his big big line no be gone he was so excited he practiced for weeks and weeks and weeks and the night of the program finally came boy he just couldn't wait I mean he practiced so hard he was ready for it and as the production began Wallace began like everybody else in the auditorium he began to listen to the Christmas story. And finally, when it was about time, 
for Wallace's part. Mary and Joseph, they had, in the scene, they had worked their way over to where Wallace was on the other side of the door. And they heard a knock on the door and Wallace's heart was pounding. He heard the knock, he opened the door and he saw Joseph and Mary standing there. They looked so tired and weary. Joseph began to tell him how that his wife was expecting a child and how tired they were, how weary they were from their journey. And Wallace, he, he began just thinking in his mind how he had practiced it. And he looked straight ahead and he said to him, no, be gone. And about that time, the next thing that was supposed to happen was he was supposed to close the door. But something happened that was not a part of the script. You see, Joseph and Mary, they turned and they began to walk away from the scene, but Wallace never closed the door. He sat there and he watched. In his mind, he saw this young couple, this woman that was great with child, the Son of God. He saw them sadly walking away from him. And Wallace, with everybody listening, saw this whole thing taking place, and he said to them, Wait! You can have my room. <laughs> Folks, that's what Christmas, that's what salvation really is. It's to say, Lord, I'm tired of living my life my way. I'm tired of not having hope. I'm tired of not knowing where eternity will be for me one day. And God, you've given your son the most precious gift that's ever been given. And Lord, I'm opening my heart and I want to invite you in today to be my Savior. Would you bow your heads with me for just a moment with no one looking around, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed. I want to thank you for being here today and I want to thank you for listening so carefully. And I want to ask you this morning, we've talked about some bad news that they ignored the Son of God, that they rejected God's gift of eternal life. But then I gave you some good news from the Word of God, how that God gave His Son that as many as received Him, to them gave He the power, the privilege, the right to become the sons of God. I wonder this morning, have you had a time in your life that you've accepted God's gift? That you know for sure that you're going to heaven someday because you have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? Could you slip your hand up as a testimony? Pastor, I'm saved because I've asked Jesus to be my Savior. Would you raise your hand? What a wonderful sight. Hands everywhere. You can put your hands down. If you're here this morning and you could not raise your hand right there, and many of you probably have been in church all of your life, but going to church won't, won't assure you that you're going to go to heaven someday. You have to be born of God. God wants to save you. God's not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. And if you're here this morning and you realize that you're not saved, and you want a home in heaven someday, here's how you do it. You admit that you have need of Him. 
You believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and you receive the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you've never done that, oftentimes we call it the sinner's prayer. There's no, there's no exact prayer that anyone could pray. But I know that the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so if you're here this morning and your head's bowed and your eyes are closed at this time, and you've never trusted Christ, you could pray a prayer like this right where you're sitting between you and God. I prayed a prayer and you could pray like this, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. And I'm asking you today to forgive me of my sin, to come into my heart and be my Savior. Now, if you're here today with your head bowed and your eyes closed, and you prayed that prayer, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. And I'm asking you today to forgive me of my sin and be my Savior. If you prayed that prayer to God, I wonder, would you slip your hand up this morning and just as a testimony say, Pastor, I just prayed that prayer. Just slip it up. No one's looking around. Just slip your hand. I see that hand. Anyone else this morning? Pastor, I prayed that prayer. I just asked the Lord to be my Savior. Anyone else this morning? Just between you and God. I won't point you out. I see that hand back there. Anyone else this morning? Pastor, I prayed that prayer. I prayed it to God that he would save me from my sins. Anyone else before we begin our invitation? Lord, I thank you for those that have raised their hands, and there may be others that I did not see. Lord, I pray that before anyone would leave here today, that they would do as Wallace did, that they would not close the door, but that they would leave the door of their heart open and that they would invite you in today. Lord, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. I bless the invitation, Lord, and I pray that you would help folks that you have been speaking to. In Jesus' name we pray. Would you stand with me this morning as the piano plays?